Hey, hey, hey! You're listening to Stalking Spurs, the football podcast that isn't always about football. I'm Acid. And my name is Patty. Welcome, guys! <laughs> Welcome back after the international break. How was your international break, Patty? It honestly feels like it's been a long time since we did this. And I mean, happy for a, a bit of a breather. But it was just also really nice to see the guys in, you know, serving their, serving their country. It feels like military. <laughs> I mean, representing their countries. And I mean, representing. So I'm I'm glad to be back, though. I can't believe uh, we have a game tonight. So happy to be back. Yeah, glad to be back. First game in what feels like six months. Oh, wow. So we have an exciting show today. We have loads of stuff in the social media roundup. We have drama. We have people calling bullshit. We have cute kids. We have cute royal kids. We have... We've got it all. People who have returned unexpectedly. Everything. We have everything. I love it. Really excited to do that. um, Asad and I are actually doing a bit of an experiment by rearranging the uh, segments uh, of the show a bit. Just because, I mean, let's be real. We know you came here for the social media roundup, so you might as well get give it to you first <laughs> we will still however be talking about our games both home and away and we'll be hopefully joined by toby <laughs> later on in the show uh we also have this uh, special segment that we have going on uh which we'll, we'll we'll talk it's a bit of a surprise so we'll get into it later but a little bit of a separate thing from our social media roundup but still of course as always tangentially connected sure okay so social media roundup the first thing is something you've added to the list <laughs> so it's no secret how much I love Jan Vertonghen. He is the first kit I bought when I when I was watching the World Cup. I was like, who is that Belgian cutie? I knew, I knew he was the one for me. So my, my heart was with Jan. And so when I saw him get a black eye um, in one of the games recently, which we did discuss, I was worried. I was like a bit like, what? what? Where is this black eye coming from? Now, apparently, there were rumors, stupid ass rumors, that Jan was, I can't even believe I'm repeating this. I don't know if I want to repeat it, in fact. Maybe I won't. But the point is... The rumors had gotten so... Yeah, you so, guys know what yeah, happened. You guys know what happened. The rumors got so bad that Christian Eriksen had to retweet the rumor, address the rumor on Twitter, and say, hashtag bullshit. Like, that blew my mind. Rumors are meant to be ignored. And I don't know... I can only imagine how difficult it must have been for Ericsson and his wife and, and then Jan thrown into the mix. It led Ericsson, a notoriously private and non-tweeter, yeah. to actually retweet the rumor. Anyway, my favorite part of this though. Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Yeah, I, I sent it to you and we were like, what? In our episode description, we're putting all of the links to all the things we're talking about. So check out this tweet. It's, it's just, it's a single word, hashtag bullshit. Uh, an emoji, the snoozing emoji, and a link to the rumor. It's quite and that's yeah. it. it's it's gnarly. Um, I'm I'm glad he I mean addressed it head on. I I feel for him for what led him to that. But my favorite part about it is that because Jan is also somehow embroiled in this rumor, he retweets mm-hmm. Ericsson's tweet and just puts like the emoji with like the heart eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Happy that everything is okay and that they're addressing this head on. That that blew my mind. I can't believe this is something that exists. And I guess that like unpacked even more theories. I think there's a camp that thought, oh my gosh, it must have pissed them off so much. And they find it so ridiculous that they need to address it and say, you know what? That's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's bullshit. And then like another camp is like, oh, are they doing this to distract, to take attention away from their current terrible form? From Mad Men, Don Draper said, if you don't like the conversation, change it. I mean, I and thought is this that. Them changing the conversation? I, on- I honestly <laughs> thought that for a second because I'm like, they would not address this firsthand. I it, yeah. it felt a bit weird. And then I also told you I was like, hmm, Don Draper style, are they changing the conversation? But of course that's a horrible mm-hmm. way to view it. But you know what? It doesn't have to be their idea. They could be pawns in the larger game that is protect the club. And so if their PR yeah. people said take one for the team and do this ridiculous yeah. thing. The club wills it. And so here we are. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, that was a <laughs> an interesting start uh, to uh, to our social media roundup. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> 
Moving on to less drama. Always less drama. So the, the second batch of stuff we want to talk about in the social media roundup is all about Harry and the Harry Kane brand. So it feels like his entire team put together like a word cloud of all of the things that they want Harry to be associated with. <laughs> like part of the word, word, word cloud is like role model for the next generation of kids. <laughs> Another part of the word cloud is leader of the lions, things like that. All of these awesome, noble things. And it seems like this this past few weeks, content relating to all parts of the word cloud just came parading out. So one of the things is uh, a, a photo or a bunch of photos of Harry with young kids in Sofia before the, the game against Bulgaria. And he's posing with a little fans, you know, being there for the people who look up to him. Exactly. The fan is again holding a hand-drawn image of like Harry as a, like, this is precious. You can't make this shit up. It is. <laughs> yeah. Unless uh-huh. it's totally made up. <laughs> Unless it's also they just children with them. The pose. I mean, you know what? It's just, it's sweet. Yeah, the PR team knows no bounds. I, I actually just wanted to, <laughs> like, I, I think I sent you this. Like, he tweeted back at a yeah. dad that was, like, begging him on Twitter to get an autograph signed. So, you know what I should probably do? Yeah. We should send Stellan, our nephew, a kit. Take a picture <laughs> of it and be like, Harry, please <laughs> sign it for my nephew. Pester him over and over. <laughs> It works! I'm down. Let's do it this. It seems to work. This is the way. This is how we're going to get his attention. <laughs> you know what? No shame in using the nephew. Let's do it. <laughs> Another awesome post from this week relating to the Harry Kane brand. This was an Instagram post from the official England football Instagram account. And it's a really cinematic looking image of Harry before the Bulgaria game in the stadium, like looking out from the stands and just posed like a total hero. It looks like it could be the movie poster of the biopic that's coming out where he's played by Harry Kane. (laughs) Harry Kane. I think Ryan Gosling. (laughs) I was thinking that. Yeah. I wonder what his accent skills are like. it's Ryan Gosling. He can do anything. I think he could. Yeah, he could. yeah. He'd need the affectations, okay. but yeah. <laughs> cool. Ryan Gosling then. <laughs> also, more content from... Was this the England football Instagram? I think it was Kensington um, Royal. Kensington Royal. Yeah, so because William supports the team. What, what's his official position? Like patron or something? He or president? Some, yeah, I don't know. One yeah. of those types. So there are photos of him meeting Harry Kane. Which I love because it's like everything I like coming together. Uh, the royals and football royalty, like they could just hang out all day. Speaking of royals, this is not even related to this. This is super tangential, but I just had to share it because he is adorable. Prince George and apparently like we discussed before, like I wonder what the royal family, who they supported. And obviously I think there's been rumors that or there's been news that the queen and the family support Aston Villa who was of course been promoted to the Premier League. So they had a game against in Norfolk. I think it was in Norfolk. So what I know is that the, the, the royals, the Cambridges live in Norfolk. So they watched an away game of Aston Villa and it's just so cute because little Prince George could not contain his excitement over, I guess, them scoring or something. So they, they would pan the audience and he was there like just jumping out of his seat. And I just think it's cute. I wish, I kind of wish they supported the Spurs. Like this is just me wanting yeah. all my dreams to come true. But you know what? I, I feel like there is a chance that George can meet like Harry at the very least because like again it's part of the Harry brand but also his dad has already hung out with you know Harry a bit so I think yeah I think this you know be... what I think William is a secret Spurs fan I think so too I don't know. I'm just judging it. by all the photos of him meeting Harry exactly like Captain like they, they gotta do this but yeah that was just really cute I, I love <laughs> I love a supporter and in my head they, he supports Spurs uh speaking of famous Spurs supporters. So this past week, big news in the athletics world, the first person to break two for a full marathon was the athlete Eliud Kipchoge. I cried acid. Yeah, so we... (laughs) Yeah, oh my gosh. Goosebumps for an entire day. Tears for three. (laughs) That was crazy. But it's actually interesting because... Okay, so I think I saw the post of Spurs official with Elliot a couple weeks back. And I was kind of like, oh, cool. Who's this guy? He's holding a Spurs jersey. Flash forward to last week when he crosses it and finishes it. And I'm like, I know this guy. 
<laughs> I know him as the dude that that Jesus retweeted. <laughs> it just goes to show how my life kind of revolves around the Spurs team now that I, I think of other people in relation to, to yes. them. So I was like, oh. Yeah, I feel like I'm discovering athletes from the NFL, yes. from like the wrestling world, because they've shown up on the Spurs Instagram exactly. and have a photo with like a jersey with their name yeah. on it. Yeah, but I love it. I love yeah. that they got him. Like, good job, Spurs. This is such a coup. Totally, totally. There. This is massive there are so many like he just totally made history exactly he made history and guess what he's holding a jersey and he said like so got to see my friends and i'm like what like good job i love it and good job jesus for retweeting like the nike video i, I love how <laughs> yeah. random your he's so proud for media presence is <laughs> speaking of random but not so random i guess or last week we found out that Michelle Vorm is back. I Welcome back, Vorm. Welcome back, Vorm. Um, given what happened to Captain Hugo and his rehabilitation, obviously there were rumors at least. I think I just saw rumors at first and then it's, it's confirmed because Vorm posts on his Instagram and across other socials. He goes, I'm back. And he's holding the new kit, the new uh, keeper kit. And he just looks like he never left, which I really love. Yeah, I'm glad to see him back. He was cool. I feel bad that they kicked him out to begin with, but I guess... Monies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. yeah. How did you, you told me that he was what talking to Jan or something? Yeah. So if you, you check out the like he has an interview on the Spurs official YouTube where he talks about how this all happened and he said that he was watching the Brighton game just like uh, us at home in Holland just chilling out. Yeah, just like us totally. And he saw what happened to Hugo. He immediately appreciated how massive that was. Uh he spoke to Jan on the phone right after and within a week he said that Spurs reached out to him to start talking about getting him back on until the end of the season. It's pretty nuts. I, I mean, I know we have Paolo who's been stepping up and I think Alfie Allen Totes. is the second keeper in charge or whatever. But I feel bad for Michelle that he didn't find anything after he left, but also how happenstance and how it's but kismet that he didn't because obviously a new lease on life, uh, at least for till the end of the season or until um, Hugo comes back. So I- I'm glad for him. I'm yeah. really glad for him. I am, yeah. It's, it's It was so scary seeing that happen, the injury happen. And after like coming out of the cloud of panic, I realized, oh my gosh, there's so much weight on Gazaniga's shoulders. So like it's it's reassuring also for a fan that, Hey, we have Gazanigs, who's awesome, and we also have Vorm back, who's also super awesome, and who's just part of the family, and, right? Like he, yeah. he knows, he knows that he knows how it is. Watch, like at least trusts him because they've worked together for four or five seasons. So, whew, so glad. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Another welcome back in a way. <laughs> Or, yeah. So, the next video we want to talk about is a video from the Spurs official Instagram of Hugo back in training really, really soon after. At least that seems like he's back at training because he arrives at their training facility without his cast. And he starts greeting everyone one by one, like high fives and hugs and kisses and bro handshakes and stuff like that. But the, the caption says that he's, he's here continuing rehab. So he's not quite back in training yet, but he is being rehabilitated. It was just amazing to see him uh, like out and about moving without the cast, looking happy. He looks good. Yeah. He looks good. Yeah. I'm just so happy he's back. I'm so happy he looks good. And like as we discussed when we first saw the video, it's very interesting how every player has like a mm. slightly different like handshake bro shake you know because they're all technically he came in at a very inopportune moment they were all doing crunches it seems yeah <laughs> so they were all on the <laughs> ground and he gives everyone the usual bro hug so everybody has a, which is actually good because then they're actually crunching up to see you know to, to yeah that's so true it's pra- you just you get another rep in. exactly yeah. you get a rep in. you say hi to the captain <laughs> of course he goes by everybody and he says hi to everyone yeah of note is um the argentinians get a kiss apart from the bro tap <laughs> Yeah, or the the best the tita yeah, beso. Exactly. If, um, if you're from the Philippines. Yeah, no, it's just like the, the little French air kiss, I guess, which was interesting because these yeah. are the Argentinians. But what's cute is that from afar, so he, you can see the, the cameras, like Hugo saying hi to everyone, and you can see Lochels, so from afar, like he's in the very end of the the frame, and he's already looking like, oh, I'm gonna be next, like like that look of like, <laughs> what what are we gonna do? Like he's not used to it yet. Everyone was just like, hey, hey, captain, hey, captain, which I found funny because like he, he looked kind of like 
oh my god, I'm I'm part of this. Like it still had that. Yeah. I liked it. I really liked it. Oh my it. god, it's Hugo. <laughs> Which I thought like was he cute. hasn't become part of the team yet fully. He's still kind of fan. Exactly. Yeah. That freeze frame was just cute. He looked like <laughs> oh I'm here. He's gonna say hi to me. Well, I, I thought that was cute. But yeah. Cute. Speaking of cuteness, uh, we just wanted to do a little sunny roundup. This guy never ceases to make me smile. And on his international break, uh, the KFA account, the official KFA account, they have, you know, the usual, the players arriving for an international break. All the players coming in, everybody is bringing duffel bags, like rolly, trolleys, you know, trolleys, yeah, rollies. trunks, like crazy amounts of like luggage. And then they're, they're all in like a multi-picture post. But on a separate Instagram post, of course, he deserves his own post on the grid. They have Captain Sunny arriving with nothing. <laughs> yeah, a t-shirt, a cardigan, and himself. <laughs> Do you not have any no clothes? <laughs> but as you said, you noticed he really doesn't carry anything in like even the past, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. He has outside the frame of that photo. You you have his his um his team carrying his luggage for him, and this isn't the first time. I think during the World <laughs> Cup last year, we noticed this as well. That you see videos of the entire Korean team arriving at an airport. Everyone's carrying loads of luggage, wheelie bags, duffel bags, backpacks. Sun is carrying nothing, <laughs> which I both love. And you'd think that it would be like. Oh my god, what a diva. He can't even carry his own shit. But I'm also like, no, it's Sunny. I'm sure he would if he like needed to, but like people are just like doing it for him and he's not gonna argue. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. I support it. Oh, one time, like one set of photos or videos, he was carrying a pillow. <laughs> but that was it. I think it's his special pillow that he always travels with because it's the only pillow where he can sleep comfortably on. No. Yeah, I've, I've tried to look for the, what that pillow is. It looks foamy and it has like circular indenta- indentations all over it. It's almost, it almost looks perforated or something. We need this pillow it in our like lives. It looks like a really good expensive pillow. I need, yeah, I've been looking for this pillow. I haven't found it yet a year after the World Cup. If you find it, please uh, let me know. I will also purchase one. This is what fandom yes. does to you. If anyone knows what pillow <laughs> Hyung Min Son uses, let us know. Please tweet at us at Stockings First. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback. Uh, let's crowdsource this. The internet can win. I, I believe in you. You know how there's an account for Sunny fans that um, basically tracks what he's wearing? Like they say like how, like oh yeah. So you know what? Throw the pillow in, guys. Do us a favor, please. Uh, speaking of people doing us favors related to Sunny, he was also on the cover of W Korea. And oh, yeah. wow. I have always been a fan of the print medium. Photo shoots for print magazines have always just been like, wow, editorial, high fashion, everything. And this is everything Sunny is as a person. So he's on the cover. He has two types of covers. One is like a very close up of his face. He looks handsome, of course. The other one is him leaning of against course. the wall in Louis Vuitton. Like, why Why not? He looks great in these yeah, massive pants. Uh, yeah, they look slightly unworkable. It is only Sunny who can work those massive pants. <laughs> Which is amazing. Like, you know he's fashion. You know he's fashion. He is. Uh, Finally, in in the world of Sunny, I saw this video. It was during the international break, too. He was in a game, and I don't know. It looks like he was on the ground. Someone must have fouled him. But anyway, he was on the ground, crouched, and the guy who, I guess, hit him was trying to help him up. But I think, like, kind of flicked his head. And for the first time in my life, I saw Sunny look pissed. It was like, do not touch my hair. It was a bit scary, but also like, ooh, Sunny's got a angry streak i kind of like it <laughs> i like how i still turned <laughs> oh, it into so it like against... <laughs> i still turned it into something good i'm sorry sunny i can't help it <laughs> <laughs> so that game i think was against sri lanka oh drama so they they totally killed it south korea won 8-0 so you can imagine that it was pretty tense yep. after a while yep. and maybe that was what led to yeah. sunny snapping I, I don't blame him i don't blame him Sunny is a Sunny's a good person. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's it yeah. for me and my Sunny roundup. So we're moving into the babies of the week portion. Plural. But before we get right into babies of the week, we have a preview somewhat. So this week we discovered BB Potch. BB Potch. Uh, or on Instagram, Maurizio.8 on Instagram. So this is the Instagram account of Mauricio Pochettino's son. I wonder so the original. I wonder what Poch, the difference maybe. is of pronunciation, because 
um, coach, manager Mauricio is with a C and son is with a Z, a Z. So I wonder if Mauricio's is Sho, Fio, and the son is Zio, Mauricio. I don't know. Anyway, BB Potch. <laughs> he will now be um, called. I, I like that yeah. he kind of is a contender for Baby of the Week. I don't know. He may be like a preteen of the week. He is. He is Potch's he baby. Is Potch's so baby. I think he is a contender. But whether or not he wins, I don't know. We'll see. Is we'll another see. thing. Other other contenders see? this week. I I have to go through the runners up because there was competition this week. I said. There. Yeah, we've never had such a crowded. It's a crowded. Um, room now space for baby of the week uh so we have uh lucas mora's bb boy pedro and they his wife larissa is a star she is instagramming left right and center and i appreciate it i think this the standout post for both of us was one of those famous naked top naked shots of a parent holding their baby and we realized damn Lucas Mora, great skin. Yeah. Smooth as a baby. What, what exfoliant are you using? He, what moisturizer are you using? There's a lot of that going on. I mean, of course, Photoshop too, but he looked really good. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, nice one. Other competitors would be Captain Hugo Lloris's BB boy, Leandro. Also, thank you to yeah, his wife. So- Thanks, Marine. Thanks, Marine. Um, he doesn't post so much on his Instagram, but Marine, we've started following recently. It's posts all the time. But thanks to his wife's Instagram, we're seeing loads of baby content. Um, this past week, or the within the week after his injury, Marine posted a really sweet photo. Black and white, Hugo holding Classy. his new baby in his arms. You can see the newborn, you can see his cast. It looks like a really sweet moment. It's very sweet. And I love because he has the two older sisters. And I think just like today, she posted Juliana, second, the second daughter, of holding Leandro. Like, it's precious. I want to see a face photo, though. Like, a proper face photo. Very, very cute. Which leads us to the baby of the um, week. <laughs> the baby of the week. The winner, still, the reigning champion of baby of the week. Is Ayla Alderweireld. Congrats, Ayla. Congrats, Ayla. We love you so much. Uh, (laughs) Would you like to unpack the winning entry? Yeah. After this, actually, it's it's quite an old post, and yet somehow you just you just win our hearts. Ayla is waiting for her dad to come home, so she's kneeling out in front of a door. I like a a lot of her photos of her kneeling, looking out a window, and this time it's like waiting for Toby to come home um, from the game, and I think it's just sweet. He. Like, all this competition and one smile from this child. One smile and the rest is like, poof. Like, sorry. Sorry, BB Potch. Ayla's still here and she is winning <laughs> this crown. So congrats, Ayla. Congrats, Toby. Congrats, Ayla. And we're back. What a game. I mean, I guess... I will start off the uh, conversation, the serious uh, home and away conversation with our first game at home with Watford after the international break, but we'll also be covering um, our UCL game versus Bayern and our game versus Brighton. But joining us today, I don't know why he keeps coming back, but thank you for joining us in this Kumbaya circle. For punishment now. <laughs> nah. No, we're, we're uh, through thick and thin. Yeah. Uh, we have Toby, our Kumbaya master, and of course, Acid is here with us as well. Hi. Guys. Guys. Hi. Guys. 1-1 at home to Watford. Uh, I have no... Is it sad? Is it a low bar for me now where I'm just like, thank God we didn't lose? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm finding new ways to spin it. And this is where I'm arriving. So for years, like when I was younger, like we weren't one of the biggest and best teams and we weren't competing to be one of the best in Europe. I mean, if we got to the Champions League, it was a miracle. Long story short, I don't know. After the after the run we've had, after some of the poor luck we've had, just how tumultuous it's been. I don't, we just seem to be at a place now where it might be okay to just enjoy these kind of close matches, especially where we can get a surprise draw and, and it's not always going to go our way. We're not going to be as invincible as we've been in the past four years but I think we've always known this moment was going to come after the brilliant luck we've had over the past four years after the charging tidal wave that we've been but there's always setbacks and, and now we've hit it so it's it's just how we can bounce back and learn from it and 
Yeah, it's but for me, in all of it, the worst part is losing Hugo because that's something that's beyond the results. That's I mean, especially what this podcast is all about. It's all enjoying following the players because they're they're our guys. So to see a, one of our our friends go down like that is is more upsetting to me than any result. So so yeah, I totally get why they went down to Brighton and and couldn't get bounce back from that. Like that was just su- super difficult. I think Watford they they kept playing really hard and I didn't some of the chances could be more precise it was a super open game like end-to-end stuff if Watford could finish like Bayern they probably would have scored another three or four goals because we were giving them chances thankfully they weren't Bayern yeah we've already thank been God. through that yeah thankfully every time they reached the 18 <laughs> they decided not to shoot or just shot wildly and missed yeah. so it, it was definitely one of those games where we should be owning it because on Thank a good day we're as good as City we're as good as Liverpool but for some reason we just decided to play super open football super like that was a bit surprising yeah so our, our recent form hasn't made me very confident and going into this game I wasn't like oh my god we're so gonna kill it mm-hmm. but I was at least expecting to do well especially that Watford's I think 20th on the table so they're bottom of the table so I I was trying to like take comfort in that and for like, sure okay we're not this isn't gonna be a 2-7 Bayern style defeat at least <laughs> maybe we'll score one mm-hmm. or something and then they scored first and then I started to get really really scared and yeah. they scored early they scored in like the sixth minute so yeah. that was pretty wild and like we went like most of the game one down and not seeing anything to be massively hopeful about at halftime sun came on and it changed a bit mm. but it, it was still really frustrating to watch it, it changed the pace that's for sure and I, I was looking at halftime i was getting a little worried as always as i always do that's why i was like as it is toby watching because if toby's there i feel the presence of kumbaya <laughs> but i saw this i saw this tweet from opta joe that said five Tottenham have lost five of their last 33 Premier League meetings with sides starting the day bottom of the table. Wins 23. Wow. Draws five. Losses five. All five of those defeats have been against teams beginning with the letter W. Wow. West Ham, Wigan, and West Brom. X3 times three, I guess. And then their last word is warning and i was like yeah. fuck you don't show me stats like this yeah. when i'm feeling down but guess what we didn't lose right so yeah fuck you. we heeded the yeah. warning not a win but not a loss <laughs> yeah <laughs> delhi alley really after it at the end sorry delhi really after it at the end there playing with a lot of passion so a lot of guys were trying really hard so and watford i think especially when they conceded were playing really dirty so i think they had yeah, yeah they had no intention to win cleanly so yeah, that was pretty special. That's what I was going to bring up next. Yeah. So, I mean, I heard the commentating and the booing and the crowd of how they were time-wasting yeah. and whatnot. But, I mean, this is me again being judgmental, the judgmental little fan that I am. They look dirty, yeah. not just physically, but, <laughs> like, dirty, like, tactically. Yeah. Like, it felt very unsportsmanlike mm-hmm. and it felt very, yes. like, ooh, we're here to, like, mess you right. up. And I'm like, fuck yeah, the tackling anyway. was really sloppy and just no intention to win the ball, but just stop the man. It, yeah, it was, it was pretty sad. And I mean, the almost fight. Yeah. I, mean, yes. I, I always love an almost yeah. fight, but this one I got was scared because the momentum was on our side and then this. Yeah. yeah, that was that was scary. But one of those lovely occurrences where there's a fight and then only their team gets the yellow and it looked like Delhi contained himself really well. And yeah. that's something that goes because people would say for so long how immature he is when Poch would actually all the time say no actually Delhi's really well put together and that kind of stuff so yeah so there's like I'm so happy to see him score and that was like one of two moments in the game where I felt so proud of Delhi where he was able to score because I feel like he's been in a weird funk for a while and I think I hope this is him like rounding the corner so he scored and that was one awesome moment the second moment was in the fight where he didn't seem to like just jump in and join the fight Mm -hmm. and he he didn't get a card from it it seemed like he was the target of it yeah for sure yeah yeah so supposedly he's he's hired a nutritionist and a personal yoga teacher so maybe the yoga teacher is is helping him like you know be mindful centering him staying centered and not not so hot-headed like before yeah, more, more people who were not hot-headed. I, I like that it was Aurier that kind of kept him at bay, yeah. too. You saw Aurier put a hand on him, and I'm like, oh, yeah. well, 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 look who's keeping him calm. Yeah, big and then I saw, Aurier. like, Jan, 
Exactly. I'm like, Oye, step away. You might get a red card for no reason. And then, of course, Jan gave him like the, the pat on the cheek and, and all yeah. seemed well. It was weird, though, that we got the VAR. Yeah, the that VAR was strange. for his goal. Yeah, and there was a really weird moment where it seemed like the referee pointed, which indicated that we had the goal. And then the yep. graphics on the big screen in the stadium said no goal. So there was like a 10 seconds of, yeah. of panic What's and confusion. Yeah. So I guess they just played the wrong graphics. Which is like someone's gonna get fired. No, not fired, but <laughs> yeah. at least someone's gonna get a scolding. Yeah. Um, especially because Levy was in the house. Dan Levy was in the house, clearly not paying attention to the game. I don't know if you guys caught it, oh, but yeah. he was caught on camera checking his phone. Oh, yeah. Like he was on his phone and you could see the, the young girl next to him, who I assume is his daughter, like tapping him oh. and being like, yo, pay attention. No Put your so, phone down. I guess she saw they were on camera. <laughs> yeah. And so he takes his glasses off and puts down his phone and then he's like, oh, I'm on camera. But I'm like... <laughs> When the owner of the club is checking his phone at a game. I I don't know if you guys, you probably talked about it already, but the Amazon Prime situation, the curse of the the exclusive documentary. Yeah. There's a curse? A few seasons ago, there was a documentary launched about Sunderland. Called Sunderland Till I Die. Yeah, Sunderland Till I Die. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah. So it followed them throughout a season where they were in the championship which is the league below premier league and it was supposed to chart their journey winning a spot back in the premier league but everything goes wrong that doesn't i guess it's not a spoiler because Mm -hmm. if you google them you know but they don't make it back into the premier league they actually get relegated to one league lower which is league one Mm -hmm. i think yeah so it's it's an incredibly it's a great documentary but it is so heartbreaking and heart-wrenching to watch so when we found out yesterday that uh, there's gonna be an amazon originals documentary about us this season we're like ah shit this oh better not be Tottenham till I die. <laughs> I mean, I and to me, I don't know if it's an unpopular opinion. I'm sure many, many people will disagree with me. But I think at this point, we need to practically reassess and build more achievable goals and more pr- probably more realistic goals. And that could start with not being relegated. I mean, because that's the absolute minimum obviously and with that in mind we have to think who is who can lead us to not be relegated and that's Mauricio Pochettino so I think the whole Pochad thing is absolute nonsense I think nonsense and I think most people don't think that but I do think we need to be realistic and say at this stage that a mid-table finish might not be the worst thing in the world and I, wow. I mean, and that's a bit blasphemous to say, I think, because a lot of people would respond, no, we're a big club now. That's not good enough. We need to be competing with the best in Europe. But sometimes I think you have to roll with the punches and, and just reassess and say, you know what, we, we need to improve a lot through transfers in the January window. We're probably going to need to cut some of the fat from our squad because, for so, I mean, as much as we love them, some of them, it's obviously a recipe that's not that's not cutting it. So I think we need to maybe aim a bit more middle at the, at this point. It, which isn't to say we can't enjoy every You're game. You're thinking not even top four? I don't even know top four. Like, I think it's really difficult to say. With the loss of Hugo, as we've talked about previously, like, he has the most saves in the league because we do give up a lot of shots. And he kept us in a lot of games, as we saw. So, I mean, Gazaniga looks really good, but Hugo was, you know, genuinely a massive boost for us. So to be without him, I think it's like a formula. We need to work it out because with the loss of him and with, like, without a right back and all this kind of stuff, I think... We need to reassess our expectations. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's it's sobering coming from Kumbaya Master, yeah. but I like that. I like that you're real pragmatic about it. I, I I am too. I think definitely given the past four years that you guys have experienced and the past year that I experienced, it's kind of it, you feel like you're in this bubble that just can't burst. Mm. And so when you do hit reality, it's a it's you're kind of like, why is this happening? I'm like, shut up, guys. These people are human and they're trying, and you can see it. But yeah, shit's going down. Yeah. So I mean, I think I we guess need... it's good to recalibrate. Yeah, definitely. I think we need to almost take a page 
out of Arsenal's book in a way to say you have to appreciate when you've got a good thing. Like Arsene Wenger was a good manager just because maybe he has one bad season or or they go through a bit of a rocky time because then you're just shooting yourself in the foot if things are going bad and then you start, you throw your captain overboard. Like that, it doesn't make sense to me really. Like he knows what he's doing. He's committed to the team. He said all these, like every time he's at a press conference, he's asked, oh, are you leaving Tottenham? And his response is, I hope you're still asking me that question in 10 years at these press conferences like he wants to stay with the club so I think yeah we need to continue to give him his backing even if it takes another two to three years to turn things around and getting us competing to get to the the Champions League final again Speaking of um, people, I guess, that we want to back, Harry Kane was captain in Hugo's absence. And it was weird not seeing Hugo on the pitch or anywhere on it. But what were your thoughts on uh, Harry leading the squad and having a captain within the pitch and not on the far side of the goal? I think he's been exemplary. And I mean, for England and for Tottenham, I think there's really no criticism I can think of. The way he works, his passing is always phenomenal. I always think Raheem Sterling must think it's a pleasure to play with him for England because he's just so good in that kind of three-quarters role, turning the ball from the defense and looking for Raheem Sterling come steaming up the, the attack. So, yeah, I, d- I don't know what he's like to work with as well because I'm sure he's very intense. I mean, we saw some clickbaity YouTube thing about, like, does Harry Kane lack ambition? And, I mean, that's nonsense <laughs> too. I mean, the man lives for this game, and I think there's no trophy or no accomplishment he doesn't want to achieve. I think he wants it all, but unfortunately, he's not getting probably the support he deserves at at this point from either England or from from Tottenham. It's always nice to see Harry step up. I mean, not that he isn't stepping up at all, but I guess it's just trying to make myself feel better in Hugo's absence. And I guess seeing Harry with the band is making me feel better. Uh, I guess in news that isn't going to make any of us feel better, just to go over the last two games that we did miss out on, um, Bayern... (sighs) I have no... Wow. Bayern uh, at the UCL at home was another painful heartbreak. I I don't know about you guys, but I didn't stay up for that one because it was at like 4 or 3 a.m. here. And I'm kind of glad I didn't. But waking up to it was horrific. Yeah, the experience of watching it, the second half of it was horrific. I think the first half, we played well. Mm -hmm. Definitely felt like a different game watching the second half. The second half was crazy and heartbreaking, especially like when we were conceded five goals. Mm -hmm. You could see fans starting to leave. That was really That's heartbreaking to see. Especially at the end when it was seven already. You you could see that half the, the seats were empty. And you just felt for the players and how hopeless yeah. that must make them feel. Guys, you're supposed to be fans. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, that's, the, that's the person who slept through it. But <laughs> I mean... If you're already in the stadium, I know like transport is difficult or whatever, but come on, that is like the worst show of support. I know that it's a two-way street and we talked about it last time, Toby, where when you're losing, you get strength from the fans and when you're winning, you know, we get energy from them. But dude, come on. Yeah, that was a strange game. Like, uh, annoyingly, watching the highlights, some of the finishing by Bayern is just unbelievable. Like Lewandowski and even Gnabry and that kind of stuff, like just... I mean, any mistake we had, they just capitalized on, and it was pretty absurd. Like, when you're watching the reviews, sorry, the replays, and you see Aurier start to slow down, he'll go in, he'll be, he'll challenge Gnabry for a ball, for a pass that's come in, he'll miss, and then he seems to slow down in the pursuit, which is, it's one thing to let up a goal or to make a mistake, but to not run out, to not sprint out the play is, is a bit disappointing, for sure. Yeah, I think fans want to feel like they're still fighting for them. Yeah. And, like, to see someone slow down is like oh yeah it's like that yeah mentality wise we want 11 Kyungmin sons basically who <laughs> who will never stop running regardless of what the score is yeah yeah speaking of scores we don't quite like brighton oh yeah three zero oh man i guess this is the last of the the triple heartbreak yeah. i mean you know i i mean horrible things come in three yeah. so i hope this is a i hope today's performance is the third and we can just quit yeah. it and you know like get back on or this can be the trough we bounce back from hopefully or this exactly. is the start of the, exactly. the turning point this is the stop of the upward yeah. climb which i which i think so thank you kumbaya circle but <laughs> yeah. yeah i think i think just watching hugo fall yeah. and yeah. just that oh my God. Seeing him in pain yeah. and 
and just everybody, the momentum, number one, obviously turning around. You could see I hated all those close-ups of the players' yeah. faces and how everyone was trying to stay limber, but also like worried, right. but trying to like warm up because like they were really just standing. Because when you've had that hard a time with the run we've had, and then to see something like that happen to your captain, I mean, you must just be like, what? what? Where is our luck gone? Like, what is happening? It must exactly. be so disheartening as a player. Yeah, it was. Like, when you're watching a game and a player goes down injured, like, you can tell when it's genuine or when they're faking it. And the second that Hugo went down, like, I think everyone had this horrible feeling in their chests that, oh my gosh, what the hell is wrong? Yeah. Like, he he genuinely looked like he was in pain. I think in the replays, you could see the awkward angle that his... The mm. unnatural angle that his elbow was at, it's like, okay, that's really serious. Yeah. The the medics came over and they gave him oxygen, which was another horrifying sign mm. that something had gone terribly, terribly wrong. The orange stretcher came out and that was just like the ultimate sign that, okay, we are in trouble. Yeah. And so I kind of don't blame them for, I mean, I wish they'd have fought back and have been like, we're doing this for Hugo or whatever. But yeah, unfortunately, yeah. again, yeah, it, but it that's didn't so go difficult our way. to bounce back from. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you're a team that's already kind of not feeling very confident mm-hmm. and then you see your, your captain, you see that happen to your captain, that's yeah. incredibly difficult to bounce back from. So I, 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 I understand. It's painful, but I understand how we lost 3 0. So I guess what we're saying is that from, you know, worst to best, at least now we're a draw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are yes. we looking forward to next week? Yeah. Uh, away game to... Liverpool. Oh, God. Liverpool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yay. All right. Yeah. Um, that sounds great. Yeah. Well, Man you play um, them tomorrow, so hopefully Man U beats them up a little bit for us. Softens, softens yeah, the ground, yeah, as it were. Tenderizes yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Defrost that yeah. shit. Tenderize yeah. it. Um, all right. So it's. Uh, do we play anything else? Uh, are there any like UCL games we're playing? Uh, who do we have coming up? Like Probably a... Red Star. Do we have Red Star Belgrade coming yeah. up soon? And I think they aren't allowed to have any away fans at White Hart Lane, I think, because of previous, I believe, racism inf- incidents. I hope that's correct. I don't want to accuse them of something they didn't do. but Yeah, it's on Tuesday. We'll cut it out. Yeah, yeah. Tuesday, October 22, at home. And then on Sunday, October 27, Liverpool away. Good news is, I guess, Cessignon is training again. The Celso is training again. It's not that long till January, so we can sign some players. <laughs> There's a brighter brighter future ahead. Yeah, there is. There is. I like always ending on a high yeah. note. But yeah. Thank you, Toby, for joining yeah. us. Any, any other last words you want to rally the troops with? No. Kois, kois, kois. Spurs till I die. Kois, kois, kois. Kois, kois, kois. Kois till we die. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. And we're back. I am a, I mean, coming from marketing and coming from a background in media, or at least too much media speculation, I noticed (laughs) that when the team was at their most down after the Bayern game and the Brighton loss and all that, their social media got quiet. Their social media got quiet as fuck. And I don't blame them. There isn't much to doubt about. But then, of course, after a week or so of quiet, then we come back into what I would like to dub this segment called... The special rehabilitation special. (laughs) (laughs) The teams, I can only imagine what the PR team and the comms team were doing during the international break because those people were hustling. Those people were were doing brainstorms, word clouds. They were doing FGDs. They were doing what can we do to rehabilitate the image and like not just the image but more of like the vibe, right? How do you gain that momentum back? And I think they did it with a... The strategy was, okay, guys, we're going to show them how solid we are and how how happy... How happy e- everyone exactly. is to be there, that the energy is positive, that there's still a team. Exactly. There was a... I think they, they did like a... The first thing I saw on this was uh, Dan Levy and Mauricio Pochettino watching the NFL game. So during the international break, um, NFL played at the stadium and happy face smiling laughing touching was Dan Levy and Pochettino and their wives and I'm like yeah ah. so we all 
get along, right? <laughs> yes. I, I like to see that as like the, equiv- the football equivalent of like when there's a celebrity couple and there are rumors that they're, go- they're going through like a divorce or something. And then there's some obviously staged paparazzi photos that come out of the two of them on a date somewhere. It's, I feel like it's that. Exactly. Uh, what I loved about it is that they didn't post that on any... It wasn't on their official socials. It was more of like fans catching them. So it really is the paparazzi effect. And yes. I love it. Which is the first step, of course. Seeding these like, oh, yeah. we're not seeding. <laughs> yes. So in this multi-channel <laughs> setup, there's like first the paparazzi photos. And then there's the... Training day. The training day photos. Um, training day photos are always amazing. And we've discussed this at length before wherein there's a theme. And the theme this time around, well, they had two sets. They had a set of players. And then they had one, I think, with focusing on, again, Pochettino. It's, I think, the first time that they've made him the focus of training day photos. Yes. Um, I honestly don't know what the gaffer means, but they seem to refer to him as that a lot. And in every single frame, it was... Potch and the players looking all jolly and well. <laughs> yeah, and like always, they were always shot in the way that the first face you see is Mauricio and he's smiling and laughing and having the time of his life during training. So again, they're designed to send the message that, hey, everything's bright and sunny in Tottenham land. Exactly. Potch in, potch in. Like, it's just, guys, we can see through this, but I appreciate the effort. Which yes, then leads us yeah. to my favorite part of all of this, which you shared with me, which was the a BBC article. Uh, yeah, so this was actually shared with us by Tito Tony. Shout oh, out. Oh, hey, Thanks Tito so Tony. Much. Thanks for sharing this BBC article. And it was a, a slightly, I guess, shit-steering kind of article almost. What I like is that Tito Tony is sending us news from actual news sources, whereas we get ours from Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So the, the link is again in our, uh, our episode description, and the headline is Mauricio Pochettino. Dinner invite means squad are behind me, which is interesting. You click through and you discover that the bigger story is that Mauricio receives a text from one of the players unnamed, inviting him to dinner. And he's sharing this, of course, with the press. (laughs) And then the press, I guess, asks, like, what does that mean? And he goes, oh, it can only mean two things. Either one, it's a goodbye dinner. Or two, (laughs) it's a gesture saying, you know what, we're all in this together. And he says that it's likely the second one. I like that he says it's likely. still, I know, like, don't even mention the first one. For fans that are already incredibly concerned and are going to panic at the slightest hint, don't say that. But we we do know that Mauricio really uses the press to his advantage. He doesn't usually talk to them apart outside of like press conferences, no? Mm -hmm. And so I I like that this was a strategic mention of like, oh yeah, I got a tech. So this then, this one line, this casual line from Mauricio, then brings acid and i to a froth because yeah like oh my gosh bbc what kind of journalism is this because there's so many questions that are not answered by this article number one who was the player who yes. sent the text number two screen cap what is of our the speculation text. oh speculation who, do you think? who? <laughs> okay what's Good your guess questions. i'll give i'll give i'll give my guess you can give yours okay when I was imagining this happening, uh, I thought of two okay. possibilities. Sure. But I, but I don't know why. I yeah. guess when, when no, I was just no, imagining I like it, it, they were the people who popped into my head, but I can't explain why. It doesn't make so much sense now. Um, one is Ericsson and one is Jan. Ooh, I like it. I, I mean, I like both of them. Who were you thinking? So I thought the two Harrys. I was thinking ah. like, I don't know. Like, I imagined it. I also don't have any explanation to why they came to mind, but they were the first two people that came to mind for me. So interesting that you have your two and I have my two and there is no overlap whatsoever. So you know what? I wonder who it was. Yours makes sense to me because Harry Kane could have done it because he's the acting captain, right? So it makes sense. Hey, uh, leader of all of us, go invite the gaffer. Uh-huh. Harry Winks also makes sense because he's one of the younger players. Easy to. So I feel like it's kind of, a, it's almost an errand that you ask yep, the youngest exactly. kid to do, right? Hey, go go grab dad. I, I like <laughs> I like yours though because I did, we did talk about how Jan is sort of like a captain in the back 
like a quiet figure mm-hmm. in the back and making yeah, things yeah. work. I mean, now that we know that he was kind of not, I mean, I'm all those speculation, instrumental and warm coming back. You could then see how he would then be instrumental in inviting Poch to this dinner. And I just like the, to imagine Erickson caring. <laughs> yeah. So. Which I guess brings us to the second yep. question that that BBC's article left us wondering. What was the text? Yes. Like I would love to see a screen cap screen or a quote from it. How receipts. did they how did they ask? Yeah, exactly. Did like, you just say, Hey, hey coach. Uh, what are you doing on you Monday free? night? You up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You when, up? when was the dinner? Like is it on a is it on a weekend? Is it and and also when was this dinner given that they were all an international break? And they just got back. So what? How does that work? Which also things like, are team dinners not often? Are they not tight outside work? I mean, technically, this is work for them. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, not nobody, again, this is bothering me. This has been bothering me since people got married and I didn't see any players at the weddings. Like, really? So, you know, I don't know. When was this dinner? Yeah, Where? It's just, Where it's was this dinner? business. That's it. Yeah, that's another question. Where? Is it like some chic restaurant? Like, somewhere in London? Or is it someone's house? Eric Dyer's house? Or is it at Nando's or something? If it's at Nando's, yes, please. But also, like, was it... Because I know he said the invitation was extended to the coaching team. So that's at least four to five people already. The entire squad is, like, what, a 20-person squad? That's a big reservation. That's gonna turn heads. Was the entire yeah, squad like you, invited? Yeah, you close down a Nando's for that. <laughs> exactly. I would close down Nando's <laughs> for that. So many questions. Other questions. What did they order? If it was Nando's, are they uh, spicy? Are they uh, lemon and herb type guys? Like, what is this? Yeah, who has dietary restrictions? Was the AIA dietitian? Who's vegan? <laughs> there. Who's allergic to gluten? Who sat next to each other, like you said? What was the seating arrangement? Was yes. Poch at the head of the table? Was it in the middle, like in a wedding? Or is it like mini tables, like a few couple round tables? I don't know. So many questions. There's there's so many questions. More questions from me, I think, and I think I'd ask you this, is that, is there a group chat? How do you then invite the other players? Is it on Instagram? Is it on WhatsApp? Is it on Messenger? Is it on iMessage? Are they all are on iPhones? Are there subgroups? Are there subgroups? Argentinians are like, do we go to this? Are all the French ones like, oh, Captain Hugo's not here. Do we go? I don't know. The English ones, the Belgians. I am so curious. Do the OGs, do the OGs never kick out people from the group so Musa's still there? Like, I, mean, <laughs> I am curious. Can, can someone please enlighten us? Yeah. This is a great lead, BBC. Follow it. Yes, exactly. We're giving you the hints. Uh, please go through with it. But yeah, I think it's just more of at least the key takeaway is, okay, let's stay positive and hope for the best. Yeah. Well, I hope we get more shit-stirring articles like this, but also just <laughs> better performance coming up. Thank you again, Acid, for joining. And I guess we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, thanks, Patty. Come, Come on, on, you Spurs! Spurs.